to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, looking right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, You've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Network, everywhere you get your good and your bad podcast. If you yourself are a fellow podcaster and on the Libsyn Network, you can find us. Friend, just follow us over there. We'd love to collaborate with our fellow podcasters. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Local Bar Media. You can follow me on the Insta, on the Gram. I don't know what people, on the IG, whatever people call it now. Uh, you can find Chad Alexander online is where you do that. And I, I did not check <laughs> before the recording of the show. I believe the website is back up and running. I'll say that with gritted teeth. I can't get confirmation on it. It should be. Hopefully by the time this hits your ears. The website, Local Bar Media, is back up and running. LocalBarMedia.com is where you can find information on our shows. Uh, anybody that we... Uh, we're going to try to put uh, little blurbs up and some connections uh, to the people that we interview from time to time, especially the people that are coming... Uh, that may be coming through your area uh, that are going on tour, like the people I'm talking to today. In a few minutes, I'm going to bring you uh, an interview I had with Curtis and Tara from Mom Rock, they are they were absolutely a joy to talk to, uh, but they are incredible. As this, this band, if this band is in your area, you need to go and see it. They're, they're great folks. They've got a, a, a really great sound, fun sound, put on just an electric show, and uh, we, I can't wait to bring uh, bring forward that interview here in a few minutes. It is. It is the big weekend for us here in Columbia. A lot of people don't realize this. Everybody, whenever it's St. Patrick's Day, everyone talks about Savannah. And we've all been to Savannah. And everyone's done their time in Savannah. And that's fine. But the traffic is awful. The crowd is even worse. And it is rough. If you've never been, it's just rough. If you didn't go in your college years or right after, you waited, you waited too late. You, you don't really want to go down and get into that madness. There is a, there is a big to-do here in Columbia, though. It, it's known, while it's not Savannah, it's pretty close. It's right up there uh, with what we have going on. And in our Five Points area of Columbia, we have our big St. Patrick's Day Festival. I know um, there's quite a few bands that, um, some that we've had on the show before, um, and uh, they're going to be playing this Saturday. I think it starts around 7.30 in the morning. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a good time. You can go bring the family. They usually have stuff for kids, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you're in the area, I would suggest you get down here. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. I was uh, waiting on a copy to be handed to me. And my formerly nicotine-stained fingers, I, I have it now. Uh, music lineup uh, for this weekend is really cool. Uh, there's, there's quite a few bands. But to give you your local bar connection to most of them, George Fetner and the Strays, if you've not seen George Fetner and the Strays play, you, you have to go to that. One o'clock, 
uh, on the Green Street stage. Also, Doom Flamingo, our girl Kanika Moore, uh, who we had on the show years ago. Uh, it started that band uh, not not long, I don't think long after we had that interview. And they've been tearing it up down there in uh, in Charleston. Easy Shakes is another good, uh, another great band that we really like. Uh, Driving and Crying will be headlining the Santee stage. They're going to be on the Rock Boat next year for all of you rock boaters that may be going on there. Uh, but a lot of other bands as well. If you get a chance, come on down. We'll probably be down there somewhere. It's always a good time. Also, uh, your boy, Don Merkel, the uh, purveyor of all great music here on this show. Um, I'd say supplier of all great music here on the show. He's got, if you're in the, uh, if you're in the North Carolina area, Greenville, North Carolina at Christie's Euro pub, he's going to be playing there Friday, March 31st. So if you're in that area, make sure you put that on your calendar. Greenville, North Carolina, Christie's Euro pub, <clears throat> March 31st. Don Merkel. If you have not gone and checked out his social media and followed him lately, you need to go do that. He has got some, or he is teasing having some new stuff come out. I haven't heard it, so he's even keeping it from me because I'm usually pretty bad about throwing it out there to the internet before he's ready to let it go. So, But yeah, uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is always fun. All my friends from out of town, if there's ever a weekend they want to come crash, it's always that weekend. It's a good time. Uh, kids have a, a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's it's always a blast. So hopefully the weather cooperates. I don't know what in the I swear if I ever meet that groundhog, I'm turning him into a hat. It was 85 degrees, 85 about a week and a half ago. It was 30 degrees at eight o'clock this morning. That's just nuts. I love South Carolina. But when February and March hit, it's like the state forgot where it is and it can't remember. And it wakes up drunk or hung over every morning and tries to figure it out. Drives me absolutely, drives me absolutely insane. Um, I got an email from someone the other day. And if you ever do send an, an email or a message to the show, I, I do try my best. I can't say that I've done this with 100% accuracy, but I do try my best to send a response back at least kind of uh, let you know a little bit. I've gotten uh, quite a few responses on uh, welding a family being back out there. Thank you all very much. The listenership for that uh, has been, it's grown even faster than what I thought it would. I, I knew that people, there are a lot of people that really were asking for a show like that. I think that uh, Marie and I really enjoy doing it. So it, it really is uh, just a nice, pleasing thing to see so many people get into that show. If you've never checked it out, Welding a Family can be found on iHeart and Spotify. We do not know what is taking iTunes so long to get it up, uh, but we are working uh, with them on that, but it should be there pretty soon. Uh, but it's about uh, Marie and I and our blended family and how we kind of navigate all that stuff, and we, we, we really try to have fun with that show. Uh, thank you for the nice uh, uh, mentions on that. But somebody asked me the other day about um, Instagram, or TikTok. Now I don't I don't really do a lot with TikTok. I've messed around with it. I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. I, I haven't tried to be a master of it yet where I have it talking to all the different things. Uh but somebody asked me if I um if I didn't do um well why I didn't do more stuff on on Instagram. Um well, because I'm just not good at it. <laughs> it's just like I see people do videos and they're very catchy. 
and they're neat and they're fun and, and everybody either gets a kick out of them or they really appreciate them or it's some girl who's, whose face barely fits in the shot because she has to make sure that the bottom of the camera hits right about where her belly button is because that makes sense. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I get why they do it, but that, that, there's anything. There's two things that infuriate me about, about social media, about in, the Instagram. It's that. It's that. Like, I get it. I get it. If you, if you show enough of something, people will pay attention to your video. But I'm a 45-year-old, very happily married guy, and I'd really just rather hear you. I don't know. It's just, it's, okay, that's old man Chad thing. Here's the thing that I think everybody can agree with me on. We've got to stop the side-by-side uh, videos where the person who's posting it is not doing anything. Where you have like the source, you've got the person like like a stand-up comedian, and they're standing there. And I know this is audio, so you can't see, but they're standing there and they're just kind of laughing, and, <laughs> and it looks, oh, and they put their hand over their mouth, and they're trying to like, like they're holding back laughing, and, and, but they don't add anything to the video. That infuriates me. Like let Jerry Seinfeld tell the story. I don't need you. Like you're the um, the sign language interpreter uh, beside the governor when they're giving a speech. I mean, I, yeah, I get that it's funny. Let let Jerry tell the joke, and they'll see they're just kind of laugh, <laughs> and they hold up their hand like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I know to wait a minute. I know that Dave Chappelle has a punchline. I I am waiting for it. The man's told jokes before. I I get it. I don't understand why. Why do we have to do that? That and gender reveal parties. I don't know. I don't know. 12 people died in, 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 in gender reveal accidents last year. 12 people. That, that, that madness has got to stop. We've got, we've got to stop doing stupid things. Anyway, I, I do plan on doing a little bit more with that. But what I really like to do is uh, showcase anybody through our Instagram that has either been on the show um, or, um, if you're uh, someone that we've interviewed or someone that we have a connection with. So I, I am going to start doing that a little bit more. It, it does seem to be a really neat way to promote some of the folks that we have while simultaneously, simultaneously, I'm a professional podcaster, uh, promoting the show. So I think I'd like to do that. But it does seem uh, to be something that I do need to do more on. So I will do that. I have had quite a few, so I'm not asking for it. I've had quite a few people reach out to me for ideas or, or or how to promote or selling me services for that. I know there's tons of people that want to send messages. Please don't. I, I've got enough of them. I've talked to some people. I'm going to I'm going to kind of go with what I've got. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But uh, hopefully we we will be doing a little bit more on that end. I just don't know about TikTok yet. Our friend uh, Billy Wright. Oh, Billy is. Uh, you've heard me talk about him with his new podcast that he's got. He also does. Um, uh, the the Riot House podcast. It's got the band Soda City Riot. He is going to be DJing down there in Five Points somewhere. I'm not sure where. Just go down and find him. It's pot, like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You can find Billy. Um, I uh, he does his show. I think he even I think he even releases it on TikTok. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, but I will tell you what I do know about. I, uh, my wife and I, we've talked about it a couple times so far. If you listen to the first episode uh, where we came back of Welding a Family, you've heard us talk about the rock boat. My friends are tired of hearing me talk about the rock boat. The rock boat really was and is one of the uh, coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. 
if you're new to the show, just to give you a, a brief understanding of what it is so you, you get where this interview is going and what we talked about. The Rock Boat is uh, a cruise that, that leaves out of either, I think, Miami or New Orleans. They do I think they flip-flop it every now and then. Uh, it, it is a cruise that is put on by the band Sister Hazel. You know, remember those guys? They were they were real big in the 90s. I mean, they've been big for a while, but they got real big in the 90s. And uh, what's really cool about them is they do this thing where if they see somebody or they go to some show because they're music lovers and um, they find somebody that they really like, they invite them onto this ship. The ship usually has about uh, four headliners and tons of other bands. It is not a cruise. It's just not. It's the easiest way for me to explain it. Yeah, you're on a boat, and you're in the middle of the ocean, and you stop at a cool a couple of cool places, just like a cruise would do. But on the boat, which was a very nice boat, it was uh, the Norwegian Pearl is what we went on. It was great. Oh, my gosh. Maria and I are, are big cruisers, and we were really impressed with the ship. But they basically strip everything out of the out of the ship that's cruise related, everything out. If there was a cruise director, I'd never saw him. They strip it all out, and it's all a big music festival. So up on the main stage, on the top, there's somebody playing. On the back of the ship, there's somebody playing. Uh, there's four or five venues around the ship where there are people playing. Some of them pretty big. Some of them very intimate. You have about two thousand people on board, so you have about thirty bands. So you get to meet people. I mean, you get to meet the bands. You hang out with them. You, you, you listen. You, you see them collaborate. You see a couple of folks from this band get on stage with this band and, and just have an absolute blast. The people that go on these trips are big music lovers, and it's a very, um, it's a very chill crowd. It's really neat. It's very well done. I know there's tons of different kinds. There, there's some that uh, specialize in one band. What I love about Sister Hazel's is it really just kind of encompasses a lot. It, it, there's a big variety on the boat. So even though it's the rock boat, there were some uh, single acoustic uh, uh, people playing. That was really cool. Uh, just, just all over the map. I met these guys. I saw them. On the Rock Pope. We are going to the Shaky Knees Festival in Atlanta the first weekend in May. And I saw that these guys, before we went on the Rock Boat, I saw that these guys were, were, were going to be in that festival. So I was like, all right, we, we got to check these guys out. Blew me away. They are younger. They've been written up in Rolling Stone. If you're not a fan of Mom Rock, you can look up, uh, you know, just a quick Google search. We'll, we'll bring up some information that you'll be very impressed with. Here's what I love the most, though. They put on an electric show. They love their music. They love what they do. They they're very they're very confident in their sound, and they really understand their presence on stage and how they present their music, even online. They they've got it down. They do a great job. There are uh, public relations and marketing people that spend years with bands to get them to have the persona and presence that these guys already have. It's 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 very impressive. But here's what I love the most about this this interview. They are really nice people. <laughs> that is so, so incredibly cool. I really enjoyed my time with them. So I hope you do as well. Uh, here is my interview with Curtis and Tara from Mom Rock, and I will see you on the other side of the break.
with me this week, I, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. We've had some really cool bands uh, come on the show lately. However, this, out of all of them, with no offense to anybody I've interviewed before, is my favorite so far. We got to meet these guys when we've talked about uh, going on the rock boat. If you listen to our other show where we kind of broke that down. Um, but I got, to, I got to meet these guys there. They absolutely blew me away. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but without further ado, I want to welcome Tara and Curtis from Mom Rock. Guys, how are y'all today? We are doing so good. Thank you so much for having us. Look at that. Look at that. The way you answered it was even perfect harmony. I mean, you just amazing musicians right there. Where where are you guys? You guys are, I saw on your, because I follow you on social media. Y'all are on the road right now, right? Where are y'all? Yeah, we were just uh, just on the road. We had a 14-hour day yesterday driving back to Austin from Colorado. Um, yeah, we're on a bit of a break right now. We're hanging out at Wilson's parents' place in Austin, Texas, kind of hanging out for South Five. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of a tour. Uh, we played Greeley two days ago. It, it was a great show, and uh, we don't have anything until uh, the 17th. We're playing a riverboat uh, that's going to go down Austin. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and yeah, and then we're just going to continue uh, heading east with the collection. Where? Wait, where were y'all? Were y'all at a festival in Greeley? It wasn't. It wasn't a festival. It was at this place called the Moxie Theater, and it's it's a it's a little bit north of Denver, but uh, really great venue, really great people there. Um, yeah, it was just a stop on our tour. Oh, okay. It was amazing. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna feel like an absolute jerk because I, just a few weeks ago, I had the Tejan Street Corner Thieves from from Colorado on my show, and if they had been at some event with y'all, I would have felt like an absolute jerk for not doing my research on that. So, all right, good, good. I'm glad to know there was no festival that I missed. All right. Um, no, no. Well, I want I want to tell you, and I, Curse, I don't know if if my voice matches my face. If you remember who I am, but I, I will tell you a quick story, and I have to. I have to tell the listeners this. We we got on the rock boat, and uh, you know we had decided we wanted to go. We had never been on it. This was our first rock boat. So we decided we wanted to get on. We're on with our two good friends. They go to music stuff all the time. And uh, we, we the four of us got on there. We happened to just meet a group of people from South Carolina. It was really cool. We were sitting, if you're looking at the stage, over on the left where that, that closed hot tub was. And uh, the guys from Sister Hazel come on. They introduce 40 billion people. Um, a couple of different bands come out. Some people play some songs. And then all of a sudden, they cut into George Michael's Freedom 90, which is one of my most guilty pleasure songs. I absolutely love that song. And you have, you have all those guys up there singing it. Then they'd have, the, I, think, I think the dude from Magic Giant came out. There's a couple of guys. You know, I think uh, the guy from Red Wanting Blue came out. And, and we're, we're seeing all these folks that we didn't really know. And then suddenly, this young dude with red hair comes out. And, 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 and listen, I'm just going to be absolutely blunt about this. Blew everybody away that was singing before him. Killed the song like nobody I've ever seen do it. Like George Michael would have been absolutely honored. And I'm looking around. I look at my wife. I'm like, who is that? And she's like, I, have, I don't know. I don't know who it is. So we look at our friends, Marlene and Jeremy. They go to music festivals all the time. Like, I, I don't know. Started asking the people around me, and I was like, yeah, they didn't know. So the, the concert was over. We're trying to figure out where we're going to go next, and I'm standing on the, the left side of the deck, I mean, of the stage, and I'm like, 
I got to find out who that guy is. We've got to see their band. And then lo and behold, Curtis starts walking towards me. And I walk over to him and I'm like, all right, look, I, I don't mean to sound like the absolute biggest jerk in the world. I don't know who you are, but I've got to find out who you are. And you were the, the nicest. I'm so glad you didn't make fun of me in that moment. It was absolutely fantastic. And, and I'm going to tell you, all those bands, you're talking about like 30 bands on this boat. A lot of pros, a lot of people have been doing this for a long time. Y'all's energy, your musicianship, your 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 musical ability was was unmatched amongst them. Y'all's personalities made it even better in a setting like that. And it absolutely blew all of us away. And we went on knowing we were going to see y'all at Shaky Knees coming up in May. But we left being just absolutely stoked we were going to see you guys in May. And, and I got to tell you, you won everybody over in that instant. And then, like everybody, like all of your shows are great on the on the ship too. What was being on that? That's that's y'all's. That's not your first rock boat. Your first was in two uh, two thousand twenty, right? Our first was in twenty twenty one. Okay. The, November success that you're at very quickly or, or at least at a younger age than most people <laughs> one of the things though it seems like y'all are very grounded you're very structured in what you're doing you're all very hard working and it seems like everybody's within your band or at least anything that i've read shows that you guys all really have your your eye on the prize when i've interviewed other bands some that have had some success but then i, I watch them and they, they don't go anywhere else 
that seems to be kind of a common thread that they don't. How is it that everybody in y'all's group, and, and am, I, am I just being naive? Is, is there something that's a little bit more of a struggle there than I realize? But how is it that everybody in your group seems to really be committed, very focused, even at such a, a, a younger age, not to say you guys are kids or anything, but, but at a younger age, not, not just in the band, but even in, in yourselves, to, to be at this level and to be committed like that? Well, it's, yeah. it's, you, you just kind of have accepted it at this point. It's like, well, this is what we have to do, and we're going to get it done. And, I mean, you know, me and Wilson, we went to music school, um, and Tara went to Northeastern, uh, and we all met in Boston, and we just started playing together. And the minute we... Very casual college, basic parties, like, yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, you know, very underground stuff, but... And when we released our first song, it just kind of blew up out of nowhere, and it was the most success any any of us had seen with any of our personal projects or bands we'd been a part of. And so we kind of knew, okay, clearly cares. someone cares uh, enough to be listening to this music, so let's just keep doing it. And um, yeah, and like the biggest thing, uh, honestly, was the first rock boat we were on. We got an email a year before it was going to happen. And it was at a time when we were all very unsure of if we wanted to continue doing it. It was like peak COVID. Yeah. 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 Tough, 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 tough. Yeah. You know, and it tested a lot of people, but it, it tested us and, and we got that email and it was like, well, like we're going to at least stay together until then. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, things, ha things started happening and we got on the rock boat and, so many people uh, found us there, including our current agent, and we had management for a bit who had found us there, and it was—it just blew up. I mean, it, it, it just blew up for us, and we were like, okay, now we're on a roll. Like, let's keep it going. And, um, you know, we had moved to L.A., uh, and then we had started doing some tours and left L.A., uh, and 2021 was just a hell of a year for myself trying to get a visa, because I'm from Vancouver, Canada, so... Uh, my visa after school was expiring, and I had to get that dealt with uh, for a couple months. But uh, now I'm on a three-year visa, and, like, it's, it's just all I've ever wanted. It's all we've ever wanted to do is be in a band and make music and tour. It's, it's just the most incredible life and opportunity uh, that we get to it's, be a part it's, of. It's hard not to, you know, step back and just kind of be in awe of, what we've built so far not not just like our you know our music but like the community and just you know the the projects that we that we want to do the things that we have coming up it's kind of hard not to just take a step back and be like wow is this, is this really happening like has this has this really paid off you know these these years of you know playing in dirty college basements and you know house parties and stuff and it's become something that's bigger than all of us yeah. so you know and, and, and I'm glad that we seem to have our heads on our shoulders because sometimes it feels like we're running around with, like, you know, not a clue of what we're yeah. doing. It's, 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 you know, it's like we, we, we're dressed around in this van that looks like a school bus and we're, like, playing songs and we're wearing these outfits and we're like, what are we doing? You know, it's really awesome to hear people be, you know, receptive to that and looking forward to what else we have up our sleeves because we do have a lot of our sleeves and we just kind of have to keep 
um, you know, just keep moving, like looking on to the next thing, moving yeah. on to the next thing. I think that's kind of what keeps us level-headed is, okay, let's not rest on our laurels. Let's take this one step further and let's, yeah. you know, push ourselves. And lots of bands, like, you know, uh, might fall back because they don't think they know what they're doing or they just don't know what the next step is. But the, you know, the huge secret is no one has a, a can we swear on the show? Yeah, you're fine. No one has a fucking clue what they're doing, you know? Like, we don't know what we're doing. We just think, okay, this seems like a good idea. Let's do it. And just that gut feeling. That's, that's what keeps us going is just realizing no one knows how to do this. It's always an evolving world, and the music industry is, you know, isn't the same month to month. You know, it's always changing. So you always just have to be innovating and thinking of new crazy ideas that, uh, are gonna attract people to listen to your music and you know follow you and um, want to come see you like night after night. Um, it's 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 a crapshoot and, and, and yeah, there's there's so no big gotta, secret, you, gotta, you know. You gotta try and yeah. you know, so you, you know, I think that's that's kind of what we're doing is you know if this works out then great we're gonna try our hardest to make it you know make it happen and you mm-hmm. know just. Just holding ourselves to that, you know, hope of like we've been doing something right so far. So why don't we just keep going at it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. But kind of off that, um, I've I've got a lot of friends that are musicians, uh, and and one of the things that a common theme that comes up, we're all sitting around having a drink and just talking about what we want to do and what we want to gun for next. One of the things that I hear a lot is that. There's so many people, so many independent artists. It's so easy. We live in a time now where it's very easy to quote unquote get your music out there. That's a big thing, but it's not mm-hmm. the same as you know your music gets paid. It, it, your music gets played on Spotify one billion times in a week, and you make five cents off of it. Like there, there is a, there is a, a difference in what we see with promotion, and then it seems like now we're coming out of COVID. At least here in the southeastern part of the United States especially around our towns that are, that are around colleges, there, there does seem to be more of an influx into seeing live performances. One of the things that's very, it's, it's very obvious with you guys is you have a fun time on stage. You obviously perform so that everybody else that's there has a fun time on stage. It, it, your music's wonderful. Like I said before, your musicianship and your lyrics are great. Like you're deep where you need to be, you're fun where you need to be fun. But your 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 performance really is. I mean, you guys were one of the top bands to see live. Like, I, I tons of those bands that we saw on the rock boat. I could have closed my ears and really enjoyed it. But seeing y'all and experiencing y'all's y'all's performances was was a big deal. Do you think that was has really been a big part of your success? And if it was, is that something that just came naturally, or was it something that you tried to build up a little bit more? Or is it just basically who y'all are on stage? Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Like that's that's the biggest compliment. I think that our our strong suit is definitely our live shows. I think that's where we, you know, truly shine with our like you know it's it's kind of goes hand in hand the sound and the visuals. It's you know and and I I think that it was pretty I think it was pretty natural. You know we have yeah. uh, coordinating outfits. Curtis had this. You know everyone kind of looks the same in a college basement. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah, you just have to stand yeah. out, and we've always, we've always, you know, had the felt the need to just do something ridiculous, do something crazy, wear something ridiculous, and 
move around because you people uh, something some, something that someone said to me a while ago was people listen with their if you're not you know putting on a good show if you're not dancing around if you, if you don't look like you're having a good time then no one else is going to have a good time yeah. and it's it's I, I consider it a part of the a part of the job you know is going crazy and moving around as much as I can and getting people into the music because that that is how you get people into the music if you're into the music then everyone else will follow and yeah we wouldn't be the same without um, our live show you know that is that is something that people comment on and what I think keeps people coming back obviously I think you know hopefully that's partially due to the music but yeah the performance has to be uh, has to be on par with the music and mm-hmm. just match the energy because um, we are an energetic band and yeah, that's, just, that's just who we are you know yeah. we're, we're young and spry and our backs hurt just a little bit but yeah that's just, <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know it's, yeah I mean use it or lose it like that's you know we we just have a blast just like you know letting it all hang out on the stage coming off all sweaty and tired and, um yeah i mean it's and and you know our little outfits and stuff it's kind of like putting on a superhero costume it's like, yeah, yeah this yeah. little alter ego that you get to tap into so it's like us it's still us but it's us times like 50 yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha i gotcha um one of the things that, that I hear from other bands, too, is that there seems to be, and, and I don't mean to, to, to say it all breaks down into just two groups, but a common theme, I guess I could say, that I hear amongst other bands is, or maybe it's not maybe it's not something they say, it's, it's just kind of a something I sense from them, is I have some people that are super uh, competitive, and they're, they're looking for the gigs around town, they're looking for the top gigs in town, sometimes they can be kind of jerks. Um, you know, they can they can kind of undercut some things here or there. Then I get these other guys that kind of seem to be a little bit more. Hey, just come along with me. Hey, there there might be room for more. There's always enough time for us to go around. There's you know we can make anything a little bit bigger. You guys obviously seem to be in that latter group. Um, and I think you know obviously the bands that you guys have been a part of with the Rock Boat. I'm sure there's been opportunities that have come from that, not just from agents and things like that, like you said, but but with other bands. Uh, yeah. do, do you experience any of that on the road? Do you ever come across those bands every now and then that you feel like they, they need to be a little bit more open? And, and when and when you come, like you guys are just really nice people. And so when you come across that as a band, if it is something that you see, how do you deal with it? And, and how do you work in conjunction with people like that? Well, we've been very fortunate to have gone on tour with bands that we've gotten along great with. I mean, every band... You know, we've toured with The Unlikely Candidate, uh, The Spill Canvas, and now The Collection, uh, as well as another band uh, called Honey Creek. And we've all gotten along. You know, at some point down the road, whether it's on the first show or the fifth show, you know, the, the, the ice has been broken and we become friends and we work together. And, you know, we're, we're all in the same boat. But so, you know, we've been thankful enough not to have like a you know a tour with a band that we haven't gotten along with but yes of course we've come across bands that are maybe a little arrogant or uh pretentious community minded yeah and yeah that that kind of bums me out just because we've had the best you know best success and also the best times with people who we genuinely consider to be friends and it's it's nice knowing that um you know we draw in those nice people we don't draw yeah. in 
you know, douchebags or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. act like, and if you, if you put good out, and if you show up as your most genuine self, people sense that, and they will also give you their most genuine self. Um, yeah. But yeah. Cross your fingers and hope, hope that that's not a bunch of shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we've, we've come across a lot of bands, and every band that I've been blown away by Joe or their music, uh, has never failed to be exactly who I'd hoped they'd be, which is a friendly person, uh, a caring person, and, you know, like, like because those bands seem to understand the concept of being, you know, the concept of being a good hang, like being someone that other people want to talk to, they want to hang out with, and it's very, very important uh, part of being in a band, like just being being a good person and being easy to communicate with being and deal friend. with, being yeah. a friend, like that goes so so far in in this industry and with other bands, like because yeah. you never know who you're gonna meet, you never know who knows who, and if you rub someone the wrong way or you're a dick for no reason to people, they're not gonna call you. They're not gonna they're not gonna want to help you out. They're not gonna. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if yeah. you're if you're one of the best bands they've seen. Like they're not going to care if if you know you brush them off or uh, just weren't friendly. So sure. yeah, it 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 it's it's so it's just super important. It's just so important to be friendly. Yeah. You guys have uh, a, a lot of stuff coming up, um, and I know that you said uh, you the when is the riverboat? When is that? When's that concert? That's going to be on the seventeenth. Okay, so right, uh, right, right around the corner. Oh, a little say, little St. Patrick's Day riverboat. Is that what that is? Yes. It oh is. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I hear you. Well, we um we have a big music festival here in um Columbia. As a matter of fact, Driving and Crying, who's going to be on the next rock boat, they're playing at the festival we have here in Columbia. We need to get you guys over here uh, for that festival sometime. Um. I know that people can follow you at your website, Mom Rock Official is the name of it, and I would I would I would tell people to go there and sign up for your email list. I think that's a be a good way to keep up with you. I, I follow you on Instagram. What other social medias can people find you guys? Or is Instagram the, the best place to go? Oh, you can go anywhere. We're most active on Instagram, but we got TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I don't know what are we on? Are we on like Tumblr now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some, we got some things, but we also have a little, a little, um, you know, section on our website. If you just want to send us an email, if you, if you have a question, if you just want to say hi, just feel free to send us a message, and we will get back to it asap. But yeah, just Momrock official, most everywhere. TikTok is Momrock TikTok. Um, yeah, and on yeah. Spotify, if you follow us, you know, you'll get notified when we release new music, as well as if there's a show in your area. Spotify will usually send you an email or let you know if uh, if bands you follow are playing a show. So that's a great way to to keep in contact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So, are you guys on the next rock boat? Not at the moment. Not okay, at the moment. we got we we have to make that happen. I don't know who I've got to talk to, but we. <laughs> so I mean, I know that I'm down there on the fourth floor, and I don't have a lot of pull on that boat. But I gotta find a way to get you guys back on there again. I'm again seeing you guys at Shaky Knees uh, at the beginning of May. For people that have tickets to that, I would I would say definitely make sure that they circle y'all on the list 
and, and come see it because I'm really super excited about seeing you guys there. If you ever come to the Carolinas, we'll definitely make sure that everybody knows that as well. But listen, uh, Curtis and Tara, thank you so much for spending time. I, I got to tell you, really, I love your music. I, I love y'all's personalities. I love what you do. I, I really think that y'all have a mountain of success in front of you. And, and I hope to keep in touch with you guys as you go about it. And uh, listen, anytime you want to come back to the show, you got a friend here. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, that means That's a so lot. Sweet. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, we will we will be in the Carolinas as soon as possible. I promise. <laughs> The spring that came was not the one that everybody said would come. Oh, 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 they said this year would be the best. I want to thank uh, Curtis and Tara for coming on the show again, taking some time out of their tour uh, to, to talk about their music and talk about themselves a little bit. And uh, it's great, really great getting to know them a little bit better. They, uh, You can find them, momrockofficial.com. is probably the easiest place to go to find out more about them. You can find their music all over the place at, at, and, and everything where you find it. But I, I really would suggest you sign up for their newsletter. It, it does a good job of keeping you informed of uh where they're going and what they're up to and um yeah like i said before you can look up information on them and you'll be you'll be incredibly impressed i keep thinking about them uh i've thought about them a lot since i've been uh since we saw them on, on the trip and um i i gotta tell you that uh it's different when you're a dad so i'm 45 years old and i have two daughters and they're both really into uh, a couple of things. We have one that's well, we have one that's into everything, and she really is that that jack of all trade. Loves getting into. I mean, she's she excels on some things. She loves to participate in other things. She puts her whole heart into everything. I've got another one, a younger one, Sterling. She's been on the show quite a few times, and you've heard me talk about her a little bit. I'll tell you something about her. So Sterling and I, we have this interesting relationship. Because we spend more time together than anyone else. Uh, then, then when you look at the four of us, uh, we really do. Uh, she comes home from school. I work from home. Uh, we just, over the years, have found um, that we're around each other quite a bit. And it's really interesting because there is a, a long time ago when I first met Sterling, there was a familiarity with her that I thought was strange because she's not biologically my, my daughter. Um, as... As she's grown, I've seen that there are some things in her uh, 
that are very easy for me to spot and, and, and good and bad, uh, which helps. And it helps as a parent, but it's a pain because I already know where it's going in some ways. But um, Sterling has a love for music and, and really, uh, really loves it. The problem is she's not really driven to do anything. She's never been that. And to be and to be to be quite transparent, she's really into music because it comes really easy for her. I, I've said it before, and people think I'm joking or just kind of being a dad, but I've I've grown up around musicians. My babysitter was in Phantom of the Opera for 25 years on Broadway. I've been around people that are extremely talented from a young age. I've seen, I knew my place very quickly and I learned to play the court jester <laughs> of music with anything that I did because I, I, I knew what my limitations were. Um, Sterling's the most gifted singer I've ever seen and, and, and met in person. And that, I mean that honestly, um, and it comes very easy for her. So her mom and I wanted her to take voice lessons, but we had no idea how it would go. It's actually going very well. Um, she's been doing them now for about a month, and I'm impressed with the, um, I, I guess, the um, the vision she has for herself, uh, the reverency she has towards her practice time, which she has towards nothing else in her life. And it's funny because I've been looking at, at both of my girls trying to figure out, you know, as as you have two daughters and you have time with them together and time with them apart, but you you do need to parent them differently uh, because we, we have two different worlds. And again, Sterling and I have a relationship that nobody else in the family does. We have this time that we have together. And I'll, I'll, let me let you in a little behind the scenes. When we're at home together and she comes home from school, one of the things that I want to do is let her relax because she's been at school all day and she's had to perform. And I know that she's got homework to do and she's got chores to do, but I've kind of made it my thing that you, you take a little, take a breath for a little bit. Now, the problem is if I get busy and <laughs> I forget to remind her because she's not the most studious person, suddenly the chores aren't done and homework's not done and mom comes home and we both look like tools. So uh, we, we do have to kind of remind each other. And it's, it's funny, the, the things we've picked up on each other. The other thing that, that I've noticed is um, when I need to push her and when I, I need to not. And then there's also times that I've noticed if she and her mom, I mean, if, if, she, if her mom and I are both trying to tell her something at, at one point, it's just, not, it's just not clicking as if I back off or I start being a little goofy and I let mom be uh, the one that's instructional, um, that, that sometimes works better for her. Now, I, I'm not, we're still navigating those waters. I, I don't have it perfect yet, but let me just tell you where my working hypothesis is. But in looking at that with both of my girls, I spent a lot of time with just uh, Bryn, the oldest, this past weekend. And I, I started thinking about something a lot. Why does that work? And I, 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 I took some time and, and flipped it and started looking at things through their eyes. And one of the things I kept trying to, to, to think of, you know, I know a little bit. They, they are able to openly express some things to me, but not 100%. So what do I believe their vision is? I started thinking about that a lot, about how there's that, there's that vision we have for ourselves and what we want. 
And sometimes that vision may be focusing on obstacles too much because that's the only thing we hear around us. Hey, you're not doing this. You're not getting this done. This is probably going to fail. This one's not going to work out. And, and, and when we, we start hearing about the rocks and all the problems and the gaps we have to overcome, then we focus on those gaps instead of really having a good eye of what we want. And so then suddenly when someone asks, so what is it you want to do? We hear the answer, I don't know. And as parents, it shocks you because you know what somebody wants. You hear it. You hear it. You see it. You live around it. The girl walks around the house singing all day long. I know exactly what the heck she wants to do. Where it fits into her life, I'm not quite sure. One of the reasons why I still play music, one of the reasons, not the only, but one of the reasons why I still play music is because I want my girls to see I can have a career. I can have a job. I can also do this. Well, until... Until Sister Hazel decides to ask me and the boys to get together for the bone. I don't think that career is taken off. But it, you know, we get to have fun. We play around town. The girls see it. So you can find a way to, to, to get your loves of your life in your life, even if it's not the, the main thing you do. But I know that's not what Sterling wants. Sterling wants. She wants to sing. She wants to perform. That's her thing. But she's looked at all the obstacles. And a lot of times when we're too overbearing with that, we, we kind of shift her her vision a little bit to where it's looking, it's looking at the sea instead of paying attention to the sail, right? Instead of really focusing on the things that she can control, we take it a little bit off that. And I notice a couple of things. She doesn't, she doesn't practice her singing the way she's supposed to. She doesn't look at the uh, the words and try to memorize them. And, and she does it. She does it when she, <laughs> when she thinks I'm not looking. And I notice a lot of that stuff happens. I think we do that as adults and we don't realize it. I thought about it a lot with Curtis and Tara. There's obviously a, a, an age difference between the two of us. They are half my age uh, and twice as successful as I ever was with music. Um, but but I, I, I can remember a time when I was younger and I remember a time where I, I had something like that on, on my horizon. And then what happened is I started looking at the waves crashing as the shore and I, I'm, I'm going to confess something. I got scared. I got scared that uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I got scared that I would fail. I got scared that that there would be too much, and I would um, I'd fail. I didn't have the people around me that were helping me write music. Why did I think I could do it on my own? And instead of this passion, instead of this vision, this idea to perform, it 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 fell away. And I went I went probably. I tell people 13 years, it was probably more like 15 or 16 without performing music at all. Same thing, people that know that I've done uh, stand-up comedy, I, I, don't, I don't promote that a lot. I still haven't felt like I've found my stride with it, but that's what I always, that's another thing. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. I felt something in that performance, whether it was music or it's comedy, there's something there. There's something there that I've always wanted to do, and I gave up on that. I do it now. Still am trying to find my sea legs about it. I feel pretty good with some things, but not enough to tell you <laughs> before I go somewhere. But I think that happens to us too often. I'm really impressed uh, with the drive that Mom Rock has, um, not only in, to, to create great music, but to get it out there. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, there's something that some of you that are older that you're doing that you're already wrong with. You're probably telling yourself, yeah, but they're younger. Sure, sure. No, I get that. 
I get that. You've got a 401k and you've got kids and you've got soccer meets that you have to get to. Uh, you've got dinner that you've got to make. There's always tons of laundry. Oh, my God. I saw a shirt the other day I thought was hilarious. It said, don't worry, laundry. Nobody's doing me either. I thought it was, it was so funny. It was so funny. Um, which, if you're a married parent, man, it's hard to find time for that, too. It is It is. It's a very difficult thing. Um, it's very difficult to say, I, you know, I've got responsibilities. I get that. I get that. And, and, and you don't want to turn it away. And I'm not saying you got to all of a sudden let everything go and go on the road and be a rock and roll star, but... What is your vision for your life? What is your vision for your kids? What is your vision that that you want to see uh, out of yourself? And I'm not just talking about your career. See, there's there's two things about careers. You either get to do the thing that the very small percentage of people do. That whole, well, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. All right, there is a very small percentage of people that get to do that. The number is large. But as far as the masses are concerned, that percentage is very small. So what I tell people all the time is if you can't do that, if you're not one of those lucky ones, then here's what you need to do. Find you a job that allows for you to do that thing you love to do. Now, I'm not saying it's just as easy as as clicking that radio dial on a uh, Indeed application and you can easily find that. I'm not saying that at all. Yes, it is tricky. And then once you find it, balance, drive, all that stuff is difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. But when you say that Curtis and Tara and all the other folks in Mom Rock are young, yeah, you only got one life, though. So when are you going to start heading towards that thing you really want to do? Tony Dungy, uh, the guy's uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Indianapolis uh, head coach, uh, Super Bowl winning coach with Peyton Manning, and uh, was talking uh, not long ago. I was reading something he wrote uh, about his, I think it's his uncle. This guy is 89 years old, and he's a crazy guy. He, he, the kids love him. He's always up to something. And, and not long ago, he decided that he wanted to play the trumpet. He was at a, he was at a jazz club, loves jazz, saw the trumpet, saw that there's, uh, there's three buttons on there. And he was like, how in the world does that thing have three buttons, but it still has all the notes? I, like, I can't explain it. And so he decided he wanted to learn how to play the trumpet. So he practices for an hour a day. And Tony says he's actually gotten quite good at 89 years old. What's funny to me is that he the headline is why you pay attention. 89-year-old man decides to play the trumpet. Why? Because why would you learn to do something so late in your life? And he just looks at it as man decides to learn to play the trumpet. Because his days aren't over. He doesn't know how much longer he's got, and he wants to enjoy every day to its fullest. Why? Why? Why not do that? Safety, security, all those things that we falsely believe are there. Have you seen what's going on with the Silicon Valley banks? For those of us that are a little bit older, you remember 2008? Remember the phrase, too big to fail? I was talking to some friends of mine the other day. It's so funny how we believe that everything in the world is set in stone. I remember growing up with an East and West Germany. I was in middle school, and there was still an East and West Germany. There was a Soviet Union, an actual USSR. <laughs> the world's changing. 
things are going to change whether you feel like you're secure or not. Now, I'm not here to tell you to start throwing all your money into gold and build a compound in the back of your yard and stuff like that. If you want to do that, that's fine. And if you want to throw an open invitation to us here at the local bar, just in case all things fall apart, we'd appreciate it. I'm not telling you to do that, but I'll tell you this. Your life is not guaranteed from one day to the next. I know I remind you of that a lot on this show, but I I can't help but think of it more and more whenever I listen to people like these guys. Yeah, I love that they're out there enjoying themselves and making the most out of what they do, but you don't think for a second they don't have obstacles. Don't think for a second that everything's just handed to them. Don't think for a second that they're not having to work their butt off, that they're having to overcome stereotypes. They're having to figure out stuff as they go. Let me, let me put it this way. This group of younger kids got on a boat of professionals and still blew everybody away. Why? It's not because they're just insanely gifted, which they are, but because their vision's in the right place. I believe their heads and their hearts are in the right place as well. You're probably faced with a big decision. All of us are, and, and, and some are bigger than others. But if you don't have a big decision in your life you need to make, there's one coming. Because they, all, they, they always do. It never stops. It never stops. There are options we have to weigh because of where we are in our life. Yes, I'm not, I'm not trying to deny that. But opportunities don't come by every single day. But man, regret will come to your doorstep every hour. I think it's hard sometimes to, to decipher what we're really supposed to do. Right? I'll offer a couple of things. I'm a faith-based guy, so you pray about it. Um, another thing I'll tell you to do is find people you really believe in and bounce some ideas off of them. I think it's a smart thing to do. But I think there's a, a moment you got to have with yourself as well. You got to sit back and you got to ask yourself what you really want to do. You got to map it all out. You got to set parameters and then look at that and say, is this something I could do? And then the major question, once you get all your information and you can compile all that and put it in front of you, you need to have a conversation with yourself, yourself and yourself only. Can I do this? The answer is yes or no. And then the second question is, if I said no, how much regret will I have a year from now, five years from now, 15? This may cost me time and energy, but what does it cost me in the long run if I do or if I don't do it? And that's the thing I think sometimes we don't really spend time with ourselves doing. You don't have to be in your early 20s to make your musical dreams come true. You may need to scale back where you think it's going to go. You don't need to sit there and look at your family. And Maria, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. Uh, Maria and I, um, I'm trying to think of a vague way to put this. Maria and I have a friend that's going through something right now where they're having to look at their career and make a decision. Part of it is like, hey, I'm really safe and secure in the job that I'm in and I like it, but I'm bored. 
This other one's very exciting. It's going to pull a lot of time away in the evenings. It could potentially be something that offers us even a better life in the future, but it could cost us and I could fail. Man, that's tough. That's tough because everything that I just said is, is right. But the thing you got to think about is, will I regret it later? If the answer is yes, I think you need to go back around again until you can answer that question, no. And sometimes the regret question, no, means you have to say yes to the thing that's harder. There's always a trade-off. There's always a payment that has to be made. But there's always a reward. There's always an, a, 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 a payout to the productivity or the inactivity that you have. And it's either something really great, it's sometimes a hard lesson, and sometimes it's regret. And that's going to come with every decision. We got married. I said uh, vows not only to Maria, but to uh, our two girls. We both did that. Um, but I said something to Sterling, and she was very young. She was very, very young. But it's so funny is when I, I told her this, that um, I meant it, and it's fit her more than anything else uh, I've probably ever told that child. A week before we got married, we were uh, at the place we were going to get married, which is right on the water in Merle's Inlets, the fishing area, a little fishing village. I call it a fishing village. It's a really cool place. Uh, of Myrtle Beach. It's the south end of Myrtle Beach. It's beautiful. And there was a guy that had a boat, and Sterling was just running because she was just a little kid. And she was like, hey, hey, can I ride on your boat? <laughs> it was it was pretty cute. The guy didn't stop. He was a jerk. And I told Sterling uh, when I said my vows to her that um, that I love what she is and, and, and the ship that I see her building and it's amazing how incredible and how beautiful and how well-structured uh, that ship has the potential to be. And it looks beautiful in the harbor where everybody can see it and they're amazed by it. And they think it's the coolest thing. But a ship in the harbor is not what a ship was meant to be. And there's, there's, there's uncertainty. And there's danger. But there's beauty. There's majesty, and there's a world that's more brilliant than we could ever imagine. That lesson's not just for a little kid. That lesson's for anyone who's got something that they want to do, large or small. You can't forget. You only got one of these to live. Maybe, maybe it's time to leave the dock. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.
so different. 